and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. There we all go. Right. My Wi-Fi was like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because you thought so. <laughs> yeah, you thought you were going live today. <laughs> Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Oh, welcome to Saxon. First time on the pod. We're so happy to have you for this. Um, before we get into The Babysitter, Saxon, what's your favorite scary movie? Okay, so I've been thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> and a lot of times my go-to is Scream. I would say that one's definitely. I mean, come on. We, we all know. Um, but, like, it, 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 my answer changes day to day. Lately... I have found myself thinking about Carrie. I mean, for all the problematic stuff with it, it's still pretty solid. I think it's a great movie. So that one's definitely up there. Classic. Uh, you are talking about the original, correct? Oh, yeah, the Sissy Spacek, okay. uh, Sissy Brian Spacek. Palmer. I wouldn't have heard oh. anything else. I would have been like, you're wrong. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, I would have said I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Sissy Spacek was right there. Like, who's yeah. saying anything different? Um, Well, Saxon, really quick before we get started, why don't you go ahead and plug any social media you want to plug out there, projects or anything like that? Right. Um, No big projects right now. Hopefully in the future there will be some. But um, for now, you can follow me on Twitter at Saxon Whitehead, my name, um, or on Letterboxd. I'm pretty active on there. Um, You can either just find by searching my name or at Saxonian87. Cool. All right, well, let's get into the babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) You want to kick it off, Saxon? (laughs) Sure. Um, I guess the best way to put it is that I'm I'm kind of mixed on this movie. Some of it works really well. Some of it absolutely does not for me. Um, I was kind of hesitant going into it um, just because, I mean, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. And I'm not really much of a McGee fan who directed this. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, oh. I guess I would say I kind of liked it. It's pretty okay. There's some fun moments, but there's a lot of um, stuff that really rubbed me the wrong way with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have thoughts on it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, when it comes up, it's like Mick G, and I was like, "All right." Uh, but it was fun. I don't know how to describe. It was just really fun. I felt like I was in a a teenager's comic book. You know, like watching him talk about demons and um and the, and the way that the babysitter. You know, it's interesting to see the babysitter be the evil one, you know, and not taking down evil um, was that interesting, cool com- concept. So, yeah, I had a lot of it was like, woo, but I had a lot of fun with it. Right. Like I said, it was like that cool comic book kind of vibe. Um, Scott Pilgrim. Um, I'm trying to think who was that Edgar Wright who wrote or directed that. one. Uh, yeah, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. So him and McGee kind of have that fun balance of, you know, how they play with those worlds. So, yeah. Sheree, let's hear it. What are, you, oh. what, what are your thoughts? Uh, my initial thoughts are, I agree 
I didn't have my glasses on, so I didn't know Mick G directed it till the end. But I was like, this was like a music video because Mick G is very much the Charlie's Angels with Drew Barrymore, not the new stuff. Um, <laughs> and like um, Sugar Ray videos. And so he's got a very specific aesthetic. So I was like, this was like a long music video. And there's all this like different style choices being thrown in. And I there were some things that could have easily been true. Um, but they were there because somebody might find them funny in the universe. I did not. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I would agree. Um, I feel like it's one of those movies where I had to like ask myself, am I having fun? Or do I just really, 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 really love Samara Weaving who can sell anything to anybody on the street any day of the year? Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my first thought is I always enjoy a movie that really knows what it is. And I feel like this movie really knew what it was. I didn't try to take it anywhere past just fluff. Um, so I really, I, I enjoy it for that. I do agree there are some problematic things that we'll, I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, I agree. I, I had fun. Um, I'd watched it before, like when it first came out, but I hadn't, and I hadn't seen it since then. Um and so there were things that I did not remember was in this movie, like did not remember the cops showing up, did not remember like uh, all this, the, the bullying and all that stuff. Did not, I remembered some of it, but not to the extent of what it was. So it was an interesting revisit. <laughs> um, I'm, so what, what, let's, let's talk about the areas of the film that we did not particularly love. So Saxon, why don't you start with that? Um, okay, so you're, you're asking for the parts that um, we didn't particularly love. You're kind of cutting out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, that's all I ask. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just, all yeah. right. Okay, just double checking. Okay. Um, well, I, I have a lot of notes. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, just from like a basic like filmmaking standpoint, I did not care much for the like the like saturated like artificial light that was all over this movie. That's just more of a nitpick on my part. Um, the one thing that bothered me the most, um, I'll just go ahead and just jump right into this, is it's not like a really big part of the movie, but it's something that's very glaring and obvious to me, is the way this movie treats black people. Um, really bothered me <laughs> uh, while watching this. I mean we start out with that opening scene with um, the guy who's giving him the flu shot. And that just didn't feel right to me. And then the entirety of King Batch's character just was very upsetting to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I'm a green. I'm a green so much. Like, first off, the doctor didn't need to be there. That scene no. could have been cut. Because no. we know he's afraid of needles because it's in conversation. And the mother tells us he had a flu shot. So that was just like them padding. But like the way, I, I didn't even know he was going to be in the movie, but the way his character was written, and I get it. People are going to want to argue. All of them were a stereotype of the sacrifice. However, I'm tired of the stereotype of the black man being the fool and the black man just saying all of the idiotic things. And he wants to talk to her about her boobs and the whole Black Lives Matter too. I was upset. Oh. I was upset. I wanted to pull the plug on this movie, but I was like, we're going to start this in like an hour and a half. So I can't really be like, we're not doing this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, the, the the Black Lives Matter part, like I was just cringing so hard at that one. That like even in like 2017, that joke would have would have made me cringe. But like like especially now, given our current climate, I was just like, hell no, this is terrible. But um, but yeah, that bothered me. The whole first five minutes of this movie, I was just not into it until Samara Weaving comes in, and then I was like, okay, I'm I'm back into this now. This is a little bit more. Just because, like, she just has such a great presence on screen, like her, and like, I think she does such a fantastic job in this movie and just about everything I've seen her. And she's so good and ready or not. So that's where the movie kind of started to take off for me. But my my biggest gripes were with um, that first five minutes, and then anything with with King Batch. I just does not. <laughs> also, the bully was a black kid. Yes. The only kid in the entire town was a black kid who's a bully. Right. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> And that, that I was just kind of like, mm, are we sure we want to make that choice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, wasn't there, here for it. This was one of those that, right. This was one of those that, like, there were no like, real positive depictions of black people. Like, everything was either the bully or the fool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. It just you could have done so. Because you also more. had Sonya, and she did. She wasn't right. And Sonya, I would argue, was not really a, an Asian stereotype. Mm -hmm. Am I cutting out again? No. You were. They no. did make Sonya sort of spooky and aloof, though, which is it's it's on the line. And I'm, I'm happy they didn't go full on stereotype with her. But I was yeah. like, I see these thumbprints. Yeah, I noticed that too. Mm -hmm. How you feeling, Amanda? <laughs> Amanda, what's something you didn't like? I mean, I wrote about that, the stereotypes. It was just like the dialogue of, they started to sound like one voice, right? Like all the black characters um, had that one voice. And I was like, okay, so this is what you're doing. Okay, cool. Uh, great. Um, so I didn't enjoy that at all. And then going back into, um, oh my gosh, where are my notes? What did I write? Da, 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 da. Oh, um, you know, there are actually a lot of um, young actors out there that are great and they look like they're in high school and can, you know, do this kind of stuff. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I mean, I'm an older, I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s, I'll act too. But like, I shouldn't be in Riverdale. Like, it just shouldn't happen anymore. And I think I'm getting over this, like, idea of like... You know, I don't think some of them were in high school. Like when they were go, we go back into other things later on. We find out about them. But when he's like, "You're the quarterback," and all these things, I'm like, "Really?" Because he's forty. He's forty. He looks great, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I don't have abs. I've never had an ab. No, it's a lie. I had an ab, and like I was twelve. But it's that's a different thing. But like, I I think I'm getting tired of that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like. But if it adds to the comedy, even better. But if it's like constantly that, I'm like, Ugh, I'm just tired. <laughs> what the hell? You guys are so old. Right. It also hurt because like they're supposed to be 12 year olds, like Cole and Cole's group. And I was like, um, these kids are not 12. They're at 16 ish. And they're like messing up words. And I'm like, you know what a prostitute is. Don't lie to me, yeah. Good, sir. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Or like the, the part where he's like Googling like orgy. Like what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I wanna just go you? ahead I wanna go ahead and get into how the women were portrayed because like first oh, off well. Leslie Bibb is a mom. We see her three times once she told her son not to say the p-word and then the next time she's like don't forget you had a flu shot even though we wasted a scene on that so people know and then the third time she's giving her husband a hand job being like don't put the knife in there and i'm just like this is leslie bibb like she's been around for a minute i feel like she deserves more to do in a script um maybe she only had like a couple of hours to film shit and that's what they did with it i don't know um, and then like even the girl next door Cole has the crush on, like she is just like smile. That's her cue. Smile, smile, smile. And I was like, I'm sure she has an idea of what to do in the situation. She seems on it. She seems smart. Why can't she have some cool adventure or something? She's just kind of like, hey Cole, let me smile at you and take my dad's car. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who and why? And Again, like Samara Weaving, I love her. Yeah. And she did all she could with this, but at the end of the day, it was you're the dream girl for this like 12 year old. So let's like get some wind in that hair and let's keep those shorts tight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I strangely felt kind of bad for her in the bit in the end. <laughs> she started crying and I was like, I kind of feel that. I will say that moment was weird for me because like, I don't know how many people when they were younger knew someone who was like an addict or something like that. And so it was a weird moment of this person's lucid and this person might actually care, but also this person's not healthy. And so I'm happy you parked your car on her because that's not a fun relationship. <laughs> so that was a weird moment. And I was happy they like busted it up with the end credit scene. Hmm. Hi, Teddy. Oh, and thank you, Crystal, for the birthday wish earlier. Thank you. Um, so we've talked about things we didn't like. Let's talk about something we did like. So, Saxon, why don't you say something that you did like? Okay. If there is so, <laughs> I mean, there there are some things. I mean, I do think that the movie was fun for the most part. At least when it's at its best, there are fun moments. Um, I think it's best whenever it kind of leans more into that kind of B movie, almost grindhousey, you know, comic booky aesthetic, which I felt there wasn't enough of really for me to really mm. think of that for it to like really work as well as it could have. Um, but like, whenever it works, it works, in my opinion. Um, I, again, Samara Weaving, I thought she was wonderful in this. Um, I do agree that her um, portrayal is not the best. Um, but I mean, liked her in it. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there was. I can't remember. <laughs> but no, there, I mean, I don't. I just have so many criticisms with this one. It's hard for me to really sift through it to find the good stuff. So. Oh, we'll be back with some more criticisms. Just you wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, things I like, you know, when we started talking about the devil, and I was like, "Oh, if I see another goat, 
show up. Um, fine, whatever. Zootopia, whatever. Bring it up. But there was no devil, right? Like they were demons, and like I liked seeing that. Like the demon is like the everyday kind of people. The cheerleader checks out the court. Checks out. Like I was just like, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. They're doing well, by the way. Um, so I did like that aspect of okay, we're not going to see the devil. They're the demon. What's going on? The book. You know, because um, you need the book. And then I kind of like the way in sense of we we kind of made Cole um, like uh, Sherlock Holmes in some sense where he'd be like, oh, I'm, pick like, I'm slowly picking up these items that are going to come in useful later. And I do like that kind of thing where um, maybe I do that in my head, my MacGyver head sometimes where I'm like, if I take this pencil, all hell's going to break loose, you know, so... Um, I do like that we were geared, he set us up those moments for like how we're going to use these things or, um, and the space is huge. I liked how big it was and it meant, it made sense in my head, right? We saw the house, we knew the, the underground was creepy. Um, you knew the distance to his best friend's house. You knew the clubhouse was, the treehouse was taken down. So everything made sense in my mind of space. Um, and the objects that were going to be used. So I did like that. Cause sometimes, you know, you go into a house and you're like, this is, this is not a two bedroom, two bath house. This is a 17 bedroom house, you know? So um, I do like the scale in some way, but yeah, it was a, it was a theater set, but it made sense in the movie. So that's what I had. It was a gorgeous house. I was like, oh. why are all your rooms so cool in the suburb? The suburb. A suburb, you got cool walls. <laughs> um, right? I also really like the soundtrack, which again makes sense because this was a long music video and Mick G does music videos. And so, like, the music was just fun. And I'm pretty sure the chase music, whenever Cole was running, was Boys Wanna Be Her by Peaches. Like, I'm like 90% sure it was. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's fun because, like, that was like their cue the whole time that like, he was watching her shake her hair and jump in the pool and things. And now he's running to it. And that's just, that was cute. What? <laughs> so, yeah. I also like I their. I think that. Um... I also like their relationship because before we knew she was the problem, they were very cool. Like, they mm -hmm. were just like, let's nerd out, let's do this, let's do that. And then you find out it's a long con and it makes it kind of cooler on her part. <laughs> Cause I'm like, maybe some of this is a character uh, she's using this to get at him. Um, so that was kind of fun to see like kids have fun, even though the kids are much older than they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with all that. I think that, um, I do think the for me one of the strongest things like Shreya was saying is the relationship between Cole and B. Um, there from the very beginning when you meet B, and I agree with Seth when Saxon said that's when the movie kind of uh, started for me. I could have we could have cut that whole before that moment. Of course, you got to have the bully, but whatever you know what I mean. Um, and and I think that's why I kind of did in the end feel feel feels when she's sitting there and trying to have this connected moment with him. But I also understand where he's coming from because as Trey said earlier, she is toxic and that relationship is toxic. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a very interesting coming of age story. 
I feel like I'd also cut the bully storyline out because it didn't really provide anything other than we have a bully and he's the one black kid we cast. Um, Cause like his character made no sense. Like if you're a bully and you're a hardcore bully and a kid, you're not going to stop and throw eggs and dance in front of his house. You're going to see him on the street. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you wasting eggs? Like what is going on? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Uh, he made no sense. He just made the movie longer. And he also he also led to that scene, and I hate that scene where Cole's about to be murdered by the shirtless athlete guy. And he's like, what do you mean you're getting bullied? You go stand up for yourself. I'm like, why are you wasting time? You have the kid you're trying to kill. Kill him. Don't be like, let's go take care of your bully, and then I'll kill you. What is that kind of Scooby-Doo bullshit? I just, that scene makes me so mad. <laughs> That's not a plot point. <laughs> yeah, that whole... That that relationship between Cole and the jock made absolute no sense to me. It was a fun chase scene. I will give you that. But like it went from like I'm chasing you, I'm gonna catch you, I'm gonna kill you. I think they were trying to go for like like cat and mouse, I'm playing with you before I kill you kind of thing, but it just didn't work. You got more thoughts down there, Saxon? I mean, with the, um, <laughs> just to kind of build off of what um, you're saying, Trent, about um, the the shirtless guy, that whole thing. I agree. Like, it just did not make much sense as to, like, why that dynamic just changed to being like, hey, I'm going to help you stand up to your bully. It just didn't, it just made no sense. Um, the whole thing, I was like, okay, let's get back to the main thing here. Let's 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 wrap this up. And so... That really bothered me. I, I will say, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I was just trying to grasp for something to make me laugh a little. The one part of that whole thing that made me laugh is where he's chasing him and he takes B's advice from earlier to just punch him in the dick. And just the delivery that Cole has of like, cause he's just like, he's talking about like, my dick is huge. And Cole's like, no, it's not. It's just the weirdest delivery that just, killed me for some reason just a, no it's not <laughs> that's one of the that's like the only good part of that whole segment of the movie for me was that i was like huh, and then after that I was like, okay let's let's wrap it up again <laughs> uh, let's see let's see let's see you got to point in, oh ahead. you go ahead i was gonna just be like if you got to the point amanda um, like in that rotation. Yeah, the you know when Porzwi brings Samuel back into the house, right? When they all are hanging out after Cole goes to sleep. Um does it he goes to sleep? Um like we knew what was something, you know, he watched that. That was like uh like Cole was seeing that happen with Samuel. Um that whole setup and I was like, okay, that's you know, weird, but whatever. Um, are all the sacrifices like even like when you think of a virgin, do they all look like that? Like, are they all those guys with a really bad haircut, glasses, I, I, and like a striped shirt? Because I, I know I, some virgins, they don't look like that. It's the uniform in this universe, I guess it's the uniform, right? I was just like, oh no, that's your sacrifice, isn't it? Damn it, his bifocals, leave him alone. Like, He's got a lot going on. Um, so Sam, the whole thing with Samuel too, because it was that whole kissing scene 
with mm-hmm. Bella Thorpe's character. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Look, I wasn't that upset. <laughs> but then I was just like, hurry up. Like, just get like, because um, I know they were also, and then it went like to the joke, right? Like, ooh, you know, you know, keep going. Like that was sexual and da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, we're here, aren't we? Um, so yeah, the the whole uniform of like the sacrifice sometimes, like, right? Who, who's the nerdy kid? Um, yeah, the stereotypes in this were really like, oh gosh. So that was something that, yeah, the whole, her whole little party was just a mess. I was just like, get it over with. You know what you need yeah. to do. I also wanted to know why that group would hang out together. And I was confused why the Virgin thought that he was going to hang out with this assortment of characters that don't already belong together. I couldn't tell who was like, this is not a real friend group, just so we're all clear. Look. Like, <laughs> friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that. Um, they, because, um, well, they kind of allude, they kind of allude to it when, um, Cole sees her or sees her with the nerd at, coming out of the gas station or something and like super cuddly and kind of relationshipy. So it made sense to me why, why he was there. Now I didn't expect the sacrifice part when I first watched this, but like, I, yeah, cause it's kind of, it sets up a relationship, but yeah, I, the other people, I don't know why they would hang out together. Because this movie lives in the superficial world of like a she's all that, where if you have glasses, you're not attractive. Her with that nerd never made sense. And like <laughs> the fact that Cole didn't clock it, she didn't clock it, the nerd didn't clock it. I was like, no, your superficial world. It would have been better had they went with somebody who was like less easily identifiable that might actually belong in this weird circle of people who don't belong mm-hmm. together. Because <laughs> like mm-hmm. you have like your goth woman, you have like your cheerleader, you have your athlete. <laughs> You have Samara Weaving, who seems to be like the rock and roll 70s girl. And you have like your black guy who you don't really have a personality to other than make him funny. And so like, I just, do they have a class together? I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know why they would hang out. Um, what are they- the class of Satanism. Class of Satanism. That would bring them together. I'll have to see the school curriculum, but I'll buy that. Easier than everything. We're all like (laughs) (laughs) one of the things I appreciate is that all of Cole's kills are accidental. He accidentally kills all of these people, Mm -hmm. except for in the end. And he doesn't actually kill her because the end credit scene says she's alive. Um, and there's a sequel, so like that math checks out. But like <laughs> all of his skills are accidental and I appreciate that because he does not seem to be a smart kid. Um, he keeps mispronouncing words, even though he's supposed to be 12. These are like easy vocab words. Uh, the girl next door seems to be more on it, even though all she's given is smiling. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't, I don't see him being efficient in defending himself. And he was not, it was all luck. He was like Mr. Bean in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way that for me that made him a little more endearing that he wasn't like a bad like with uh your next which we just talked about when she became just such a badass i went with that and this time it made him like oh 
<laughs> just accidentally up here hanging people and blowing them up. Well, how did the house not blow up when he blew up the basement? I'm real confused by the science. <laughs> my other... Oh, because you just mentioned you're next, my other thing is he has more neighbors. Why is he not talking to any of the adults that are still home about this where's a teenage cult that's in his house? He runs to the girl next door and is like, I don't want to get you in trouble and tries to lock the door from the outside. <laughs> he tries to lock her bathroom door from the outside. And I'm like, kid, kid, you're not even trying. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't know anymore because I heard a really loud noise, like a body dropped from the neighbors above me. And I was like, I hope they're okay. Like, I was just like, ignored it. I was like. <laughs> you gotta do laundry. You gotta do stuff. So this world seems more believable to me. Like daily, it's like he checks out. <laughs> so I got a question, or no? It's more of a PSA, really. If you are living in a home and your crawl space under your house is filled with hundreds of tarantulas, it is time to leave. Also, if you live in a home where at night it's so fog the fog like sits around the bottom of the, the ground, it's time to move. It's time to move. Mm -hmm. the, the, the outside of this house was so foggy. Even when they were watching the video, the movie, I was like, why is all this fog out here? Like what's going on? <laughs> I didn't understand how well off this family was because like they had their projections, they could have their own like drive-in theater. And they had like the pool and they had like the babysitter who's a rocker chick who's not like your typical, here's $10, Sally. Thanks for watching my kid. Um, <laughs> and they have like all of these like really cool rooms that don't belong in the same house. And I'm just like, I don't understand what is happening here. <laughs> I don't, I feel like whoever like designed it didn't really like get into like who these people should and could be. Because again, we only have like three scenes with the parents. Mm. And so they were like, can't care. Um, what will look good behind Samara weaving? Those stripes. Yeah, doing it. Um, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, I, I would. If the house was on Zillow, I'd be like, "What's going on over there? Why is this real? Why is the rent so cheap?" Um, you know, those things were kind of like, "Oh, the house is evil. Like this was a ground for like evil." Blah 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 blah. And then I gave him too much credit, and then I like I took it back. I was like, "Wait." You did that back. Um, yeah, but like you said, Sheree, it felt like I was watching Richie Rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, how do you have all that stuff? <laughs> I was an only child too, but like, I had that much stuff. Right? I, I have questions about these people. I'm mad. I want that much stuff. I want that much stuff. And while they're living in the best house in a suburb ever, <laughs> They are also giving their child a babysitter, even though the girl across the street is like, yeah, you're the last kid our age who has a babysitter. So you can't trust him at home at the age of 12? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Who are you raising? And like, what other just kind of like building off of this, like how well off are these people? There's that one scene like early on the movie where like, um, the dad and Cole are doing donuts at like that racetrack, and it's just like that. It's never addressed again. <laughs> like it's just kind of like, why is this here? Why is nope? 
why, why are we hanging out here and just kind of having like other sun time? I did until like just now. Like, oh yeah, that does happen in the movie. That just doing donuts happen. with Ken Marino, you know, just, just <laughs> casual, whatever. As you do. As you do, you know. Typical coming of age stuff, you know. Your babysitter tries to kill you. Um, you do donuts with Ken Marino. It's 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 whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. Tuesdays. Yeah, it's just a Tuesday. While we're on the car situation, <laughs> let's talk about the girl next door's car, dad's car, which again is something else we could have cut completely because oh, you yeah. see him pull up and they're like, "This is midlife crisis after my parents got divorced." And so, like, this car means everything to him. Yet we also find out he went on a date and didn't drive. <laughs> and so the car is there for Cole to run over B. And I'm just like, we didn't need all of this for you to run her over. You could have grabbed anybody's car, and I wouldn't have given a shit. It's fine. Yeah. We didn't stop making your movies longer just to make them longer. Like, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't necessary. <laughs> and like on top of that, this movie's already like a brisk like 85 minutes. Like this could have been just like a good short film, I think, and that would have been more than okay with me. It could have been a post-it. It could have just yeah, it probably would have been better. The babysitter's coming. You gotta kill her. Boop. Boop. XOXO. <laughs> babysitter. Babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's who Gossip Girl was. It was it was the, it was the babysitter all along. All along. I knew it. <laughs> Oh my God, that would be an amazing twist for Wanda. That the babysitter all along. Yes. <laughs> you got thoughts on it? <laughs> uh, I think we're too. I mean, I mean, <laughs> what was the pool in their backyard? Yeah, mm-hmm. I never saw it again. Right, yeah. and I was thinking, I was like, nope. "There's gonna be a death by the pool because that's how it always happens." You know, someone's gonna electrocute it, get caught up in the 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 drain. Something's gonna mm-hmm. happen. That's why I don't go to public pools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just like we had a pool, but it disappeared, and I was like, "That, yeah, that happened." Um, right? They I just, don't think I'm crazy, right? I think it was there. They just wanted to be like in a bathing suit. <laughs> They just want her in a bathing suit. So they blew money on a pool just to get her to her bathing suit. And then they were like, well, good day. It was a good job. Well done, everybody. See you all tomorrow. <laughs> Again, other things that could be cut. Also, where was the wall of this house? That's so flat you can do a movie on it. Because there's windows everywhere. But there was a wall earlier. Oh, that's right. The, mm. Now I just have now my brain's just going. I wonder I'm if that like, was supposed to be like the outside of the garage. I, it might have been. Probably Maybe. Not. I'm probably over. I don't think so. I don't know. I have to look at it again, but I'm not going to. This movie just takes place in a world where <laughs> nothing makes sense. Things show up and disappear all the time. Yeah. Such a convenient know. movie. Yeah, Such a very that's like the best thing you can probably say about this movie is convenient. <laughs> yeah, I just I so many concerns. So many questions. <laughs> I just I keep seeing other parts that could have been should have oh. been cut. And it would have been a real cute 30, 40 minute movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, the gore was really weird. Yeah. The the gore because like there were so many deaths that I was like, you could have shown the gore and it would. I mean, not that I'm a huge you know gore person. I'm not. But like, if you're gonna have like when uh, the jock dude kills the police officer, like rips essentially rips his skull off. If you're gonna do that, then show it. If not, then like, yeah. what are we doing here? I feel like they were trying to like toe that line because again, it's Mick G and Mick G is very much a music video person. Like we've seen those early episodes of Supernatural. He's not gonna give you a bunch of like blood and guts. He knows his lane and his lane is making long music videos. <laughs> and so that's what we got. <laughs> um, which is why you have like the cheerleader with the hole in her boob just random. We're not going to explain how it's not bleeding anymore. It's just like a random hole. Just boop. It's real round and perfect. And it's, it's a concern. It's just like, oh no, no one's ever going to sleep with me again. I'm like, you have a hole in your boob. Okay? <laughs> Let's focus on what's important. Focus on that. Yeah. And, and, and then just to contrast that with like the first big kill of the movie with Samuel where that kill surprised me just in the, in the, the method because I was like Okay, right in the head. Okay, okay, you know, whatever you say. And then just the just gallons of like, you know, blood just everywhere. It was just like it's either gonna be it's just like opposite ends of the spectrum to me. Just like a little bit just here and there, and then just like we're gonna go mm -hmm. full like Tarantino, like <laughs> just everywhere. yeah. For that blood splatter, oh. when she runs him through with both knives in the head. Yeah. You would have to make a pact with Satan to get that blood out of those carpets and curtains and walls. You oh, have yeah. to. Oh, so yeah. I guess that's why they summoned him to get rid of the blood that they <laughs> used to summon him. <laughs> yeah, you cut to and it's her with a tide pen. She's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like okay. Yeah, <laughs> confusing is she's chasing Cole with a shotgun. Like clearly she is done trying to save this kid. And then she comes in and she shoots the cheerleader and the cheerleader finally dies. Thank the Lord. Um, and then she puts the gun down trying to reason with him. And I'm like, but you were going to kill him and his little girlfriend two seconds ago. So like, <laughs> what is this? And why are you lying to him? You're not going to take him with you. Like, I, I don't understand what the goal is at that point. Oh, uh, yeah, because we don't know what happens to his blood, right? Like, they already have the sacrifice blood. You just need his. So, like, what What happened to the, yeah. I was just thinking that, like, she doesn't, she Which needs they to have. complete it. They already have his herself. blood, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is another thing that confuses me, because you have his blood, so you can finish your sacrifice, yet you tie him to a chair, and then you let him home alone you the rest of the movie, as opposed to just doing what you came to do. What? Why wouldn't you just be like, we're going to tie him up and summon Satan and then deal with him mm -hmm. later? Because calling Satan feels more pressing, or at least it should have. Mm. <laughs> Satan is Priorities. Coming. Right? Because he has a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I trust no one when they whip out a um. <laughs> I do not trust you. <laughs> that's my that's my hot yeah. he's on that sprint plan so um, you gotta get him at certain hours one thing, one thing that I want to 
one thing that I want to mention, and this is for any writers or filmmakers out there listening or watching or both, who knows? Um, let's not make HIV jokes. It's still too soon. It, 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 that really rubbed me the wrong way. Same. Let's not make an HIV joke. Yeah. Again, they gave the black guy all of the offensive lines. And I think that was their way of being like, if it's coming from him, they'll let us have it. But no, what it comes down to is you wrote that and gave mm -hmm. it to him. You're still the problem. Well, one thing that um, I considered, and it could be in the script, but also just knowing who King Batch is, because he's a he was a viner back in the day. That's kind of his style of comedy. So I was, I, I think some of that, it had to come from writers. Like the, the Black Lives Matter, I feel like had to be written. Like, I don't think, I, I, I just don't want to imagine that like being an improv line. But a lot of it just felt like he was riffing, just based off well, of and, some of the stuff I've seen from him. And, I, and either way, they still left it in the movie. They could have cut right. it or reshot that's it the, or told him, hey, hey that's yeah, the that's with Kelly Rowland in Freddy vs. Jason. If she, if it was scripted for her to say faggot, or if it was, uh, if it was improv, either way, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not defending what he did. Like what? I'm not defending it either way. I'm just saying that's a possibility. So, either way, totally reprehensible. Yeah, like every time he made a joke, I cringed. And I was like, how is this? Why is this? Mm -hmm. And it made me wonder if people actually like this movie or if it just feels like a cool movie so they fall into that trap of liking it. Mm -hmm. Because that happens a lot, especially when you're used to music videos or you miss music videos. You're like, oh yeah, I love this Charlie's Angels. We didn't. Spoiler alert, how many of us are rewatching that? Like, <laughs> it was <None>. cool. <laughs> Right? It was cool. Lucy Lou was there. It wasn't great. <laughs> Desi's Child gave us a song and we thought it was going to be great. Amanda, and, and looking at the screen caps is not the same thing. It's okay to do that. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> what a time in my life. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who's heard it is. Movies, but that makes sense yeah. now that I think about it. Yeah. Because I, I, I was a Sugar Ray kid because I had nowhere else to go. And so I'm very familiar with Team <laughs> McGee's style. <laughs> Sugar Ray accepted me when no one else would. I was homeschooled. Oh, it's not no, my yeah, fault. Everyone yeah. listed. Everyone. Sheree has just made an announcement. She is a Sugar Ray fan. I don't know how I feel about this. I was, because there was nowhere to go. They were on VH1 and MTV2, but not MTV, because they were never going to be mainstream. But they were on both of those. And so I'd be like, oh, yeah, I do just want to fly. <laughs> and, and Nick G was like, car, car, no. car, Mark McGrath, car, car, car. <laughs> formulas, formulas. And so I saw a lot of those videos, <laughs> which is why when I saw Carly Daniels, I was like, yeah, that is that same director. You're right. And I saw someone right. like, yeah, I think that's in direction. We, we do owe a lot to VH1. You remember pop-up video? This is all yeah, yes. But pop-up video taught me to read so fast. 
that yeah. now when CNN mm-hmm. scrolls happen, I'm already I already know what the next word is. They kidnapped the ambassador. Got it. Got it. You know what I mean, I was like, so pop up video was like my my reading my reading teacher. I was like, time me go. It's how I know anything about music. Like <laughs> a pop up video. In sync, top five hits. Yeah. Right? Pop up video. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah, that mu- music video essence of what's going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Makes sense now. Yeah. I do like that she's a villain, even if I don't like how and the framing of how she's the villain. Because I'm not here for this movie in general. But I do love a good female villain. <laughs> Give me more women killing people for whatever the reasons. I don't even ask questions. That's why I didn't ask. Why are you summoning Satan? That was never my conversation. It was like she wants to summon Satan. Let her have it. Kill the kid. But I wasn't like I wasn't like she wants to summon him because she wants to call back so and so from the other realm. I was like, it's done. Satan's happening. Let's do this. Um. So yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a day that happened in an entire day, right? Mm-hmm. Must have been daylight savings time because I I was like, wow, this is the longest after school babysitting job. Right? Ever. What is the timeline, though, now that you're talking about it? Because he comes home from school, his parents pack, the babysitter shows up, they have a whole summer vacation in a couple of hours. Yeah. She puts him down for bed, her friends come over, they sacrifice somebody after making out in this circle because they're playing spin the bottle, as you do when you're 25-year-olds playing (laughs) (laughs) 16-year-olds. And then, like, they chase him around for, like, another five days. But, like, it's not sunrise yet. Even when the parents come back to town, mm-hmm. it's not sunrise yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. like, permanent night. It's, like, 30 days of night. When Josh Hardin is mm-hmm. the sequel. 30 days of night. Another vampire. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're setting up. was awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get to some hot takes? <laughs> what is not a hot take for three uh, years? said her hot take. Sheree's hot take is that she was a uh, <laughs> a fan of things we shall not say. Was I a fan or did she have nowhere else to go? Like, <laughs> that's the question. That's fair. I'll let that yeah. <laughs> I forgive you. I'm just kidding. Thank you. I hear Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you want to start the hot take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the hot take. Do hot take? Yeah, um, it's kind of more of a lukewarm take, I guess, just based on our conversation. Um, but I think if this movie was directed by someone who is not McGee, it might have actually worked a lot better. Because I was doing some looking into, um, like, the screenwriter, because this was written by some other dude. Um, and it sounded complete. It sounded like there were quite a bit of differences. And I feel like a lot changed from the moment McGee got on the, on the project to that. Because, like, the characters, like we discussed, mostly stereotypes of various characters you'll find in horror films, that was not the case in the original script. Which surprised me, and the script was like on like the blacklist back in like 2014. So I, I'm kind of wanting to read the original script just because I'm curious to see like what changed between this and the version we got. But I think if literally anyone else but McGee directed this, 
I would have enjoyed it like infinitely more than I did. Just because the McGee of it all just I think kind of just ruins a lot of it for me. I really wish a woman had helmed it just because Samara Weaving's character would have been able to just be bad and be mm -hmm. comfortable because her shorts were in her ass the whole time mm -hmm. and I felt so bad for her. And I wanted to be like, somebody, give her something not in her cheeks. Because like that was, again, is the aesthetic because it's very like 70s rocker chick. We don't have real like objectives. We're just here to look hot and then summon Satan and that's all you need to know. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not this movie, is it? And it's like, it is. Like, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fully agree on that. Definitely should have, a woman should have directed this. Absolutely. Yeah. You got always. Some hot takes, That's always the answer. Hot takes. I mean, again, will always be my hot take. It's not going to be my hot take in the next couple of films. I don't know. I don't trust you if you have a flip phone. Also, what the hell, people? <laughs> No one has a flip phone anymore. Okay, but anyway, I'm gonna <laughs> let that go. I'm gonna let that go. But I agree with Saxon. Like, get a new director because it, because there were moments that it could have been really successful and really interesting to see. Cole, um, you know, at one point I was like, oh, why don't we make Cole like Clarissa? Like, I'd love to see the a girl because that happened to me. Like, I had a babysitter for a while, like as a female, because my parents didn't want me to be alone. Not that I would like light the house on fire. But like, you know, like they were worried about like, you know, strangers or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see a female take this on and be like, hi, all that crap you have in there, get rid of it. Let's focus on the script and like making this like a powerful woman. And because demons are scary and they made demons be like, oh, they shop at Target. Um, well, actually, no, they probably do. Um, I shop at Walmart. Red, the red sale, forget it. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see those things. Uh, that's my hot take. I agree. New director, and he did the sequel. Oh god. Uh huh. No, no, I have to watch that. Hi. Yeah, I, I, I actually watched it this morning, and um, good luck. Um, what do you mean, Saxon? Why are you gonna be an that? hour of hot takes? Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I echo different director, definitely. I also want to say that my hot take is part of the reason this movie fails is because Hollywood has this thing where it doesn't want to see the hot chick be evil. And that's why we have to like dress it up and make it pink and make it pop and make it fun. Mm -hmm. It would have been a much more interesting tale if she was just like straight up, I'm summoned insane and I'm your babysitter. Go to your room. Um, that would have been more engaging. And also Cole could have maybe been competent because would have had actual fear as opposed to trying to like live in that like weird gray area of she's the hot babysitter and I'm just an innocent kid. Because <laughs> again, he's not 12. When you don't hire 12 years to play 12 year olds, you lose that. So like all of him doing the dumb things just didn't work. So I'm like, you're a grown ass man. I know you know bathroom doors locked from the inside. <laughs> so yeah. Making different choices, like making the kid competent and making the babysitter just like evil and not like sexy evil. Stop doing sexy evil. Yeah. I'd rather you just not do evil mm -hmm. if you're going to do sexy evil because nobody wants that. We have years of that failing. Fair. Um, so my hot take, it's not really a hot take, it's, it's lessons I've learned from this conversation and watching this movie. Number one, 
Never live in a house where there's hundreds of tarantulas living underneath you. Number two, never trust a man who calls himself McG, because who the fuck calls himself McG? Number three, women should do up to everything. Yes. Yes. Let me check my list. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. If I were, if I were the type to get a tattoo, I won't get a tattoo because I don't like needles or commitment. But if I were to get a tattoo, it would be women should direct everything. Yeah. Because I'm tired of saying it. And so maybe if it's a visual picture, then somebody don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Just get a sharpie, Sheree. Maybe so. <laughs> Just draw it on my boob where the hole was on the cheerleader. <laughs> Just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was the babysitter um thank you so much saxon for joining us absolutely that was okay. such a blast <laughs> we'll have to have you back when we're doing actual an act, like a real show with a good movie oh please do i would love to come back I, this was this was so much fun <laughs> I'm happy it was fun, even though we saw what um, we saw. We saw we saw. <laughs> it's it's we all saw good. Things. It's all good. We saw it's some things. It, it brought us closer together. Well, yes. We learned some things. We, we learned maybe, maybe some stuff we wish we didn't. Yes. But we learned three good lessons. Three. Most important being <laughs> never trust my G. <laughs> never trust my G. Lukewarm. <laughs> this is my lukewarm take. That's my lukewarm take. Never trust my G. I'm going to find his real name because I refuse to call him McG anymore. After this, he's going to earn a nickname. No. He's going to be called whatever his name is. I hope it's something like Jertino. Before we, before we end this, can we? what is his real name? All right. Well, we're we're going to we're, we're find oh, it. I'm supposed to finish the rest of my seltzer. But I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is not a sponsorship. Right. Or- <laughs> oh, McG's name is Joseph McGinty Nicole. Is it? Let us know. Joseph McGinty Nicole. Nicole. Or Nickel. Nickel. Yeah. Yeah. McGinty. The nickel drew me because it's the N-I-C-H-O-L nickel. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. No. It's like a singular Mike Nichols. Yes. <laughs> but, like they couldn't rub two nickels together. So they just went with the solo. Like the one. Yeah. I think so, Joseph McGinty's a cooler name than McG personally. Joseph McGinty. Yeah. How do you take how do you take three letters from your cool name yeah. and be like, that's what you gotta call me? And I go to Sugar Ray videos. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> all right. right. That's what I needed to know. Um, now I am there. All right. Well, in closing, <laughs> in in closing, um, join us again. We'll see how many hot takes we have for part two of this joyous occasion. Um, Saxon, you're welcome to come back and join us and rip the rip that one to shreds too. We'll see what happens. I'd love um, to if I can. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we'll be back at eight uh, central, nine Eastern. I got it right this time. Um, and we'll be covering the babysitter, Killer Queen. If they if they waste another Queen song in that sequel, I'm gonna find Joseph McGinty. I'm gonna find him tonight. <laughs> Joseph McGinty. Yes. Stop wasting Queen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Bye. Right. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>